Hi, welcome to Go With The Flow, Yoga Conversations with Ben and Rihanna. I'm Rihanna. And I'm Ben. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2. The second episode of this season where we are interviewing um, some of our yoga friends. Yes. <laughs> and um, today we are happy to welcome David Esteban on the podcast. Hi, David. Hey, Ben. Hello. Thank I'm you. thrilled to be here. Can I just say sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for accepting our invite, which is kind of last minute, to be honest. Like, Super. just last this week. This We're week. terrible planners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so, love podcasts and I love what you guys do, so I'm happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for obliging us. So, um, I I saw your post lately. You're um, teaching animal flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and uh, we're gonna get into that, but I think uh, people would be interested to hear about um, how you got started into movement and yoga. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, my yoga. The first time I tried yoga. Um, I think it was back in 2002, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I was, um, some of you may know, as you guys know, I, I, uh, my family has a school. Yeah. And um, we had an extra room in the school, which was used for ballet. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't being used at night. And so a friend of mine and I uh, we decided to use that room at night to deliver some classes that were not being delivered in Makati at the time. Yeah. Okay. Right. So we had, we were studying at Ateneo, and there was a center near Ateneo called Chakra, mm. and Chakra had yoga classes, and it had um, Jim Perretta says tapping the creative universe like an artist's way mm. class. It had Tai Chi and Qigong, and it had a bunch of other classes like that, and so we loved that idea, and so we decided to offer it uh, in that ballet studio, mm-hmm. and so we called it Tao. So, Tao, Tao, it's a mixture of the two words, right? Where every Tao is, of course, person, and Tao is way. And so the idea was every person has their own way, and we wanted to help them find their way through these classes. Yeah, Yeah. so my first teacher was an Ananda Marga yogi. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. Dada Sudananda. Okay. And um, it was fun. Yeah. Your school was in Makati? Yes. In uh, which area is it? It was inside Das Marinas village at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, but now it's on Pasang Tomo Extension, oh, okay. just outside of Das. What's the school called again? Australia? Yeah, now it's called Australian International School. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Back then it was just the Eleanor Esteban Learning Center. It was a preschool. Oh, okay. <laughs> and now you're uh, eight to twelve. Uh, That's International right. school, actually. That's right. IB school. Um, not IB. We deliver the Victorian Certificate of Education. Oh, okay. We partner with Haleybury, which is okay. uh, one of the actually the number one school in Australia ranked last year. Just oh. plugging. <laughs> Come on by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so who who were your students back then? This was in 2000, 2000 two thousand two. Like almost. Ah, well, studio. Oh my God, right? <laughs> this is when yoga was still in houses. Yes, shalas. Like, yeah. Right? So there was one other studio in Makati. Okay. And um, they were doing, I guess, like power yoga. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what they would call it. It's basically, from Ashtanga, you had power yoga. Yeah. And um, so I was trying to get an, an, a power yoga teacher, actually, to come mm-hmm. teach with us. But... Um, but there was yoga politics already at that point. Really? And so, yeah. And, wow. so my, and so my yoga, the person who I was trying to, uh, who I was inviting to teach in our, in our place, um, was not allowed to teach there by his teacher. Oh. And so, to be honest, that turned me off to yoga yeah. for a while. And so, um, I didn't do yoga again until maybe three or four years later through Pilates. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I found an, a teacher... Um, who was Donna's Pilates teacher, mm-hmm. Binky Mendoza. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. And okay, so she okay. became um, my teacher. And I said, okay, I want to do yoga because I hear it's really good. Um, and I know I've, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want any of this spiritual mumbo-jumbo. Uh-huh. Okay, we're just going to, it's going to just be a physical practice. Yeah. Which is right. normally how all of us do it. Right? Oh, exactly. uh, yeah. I'm not here for right. that yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, and so Binky was great. And so she, we had pretty much one-on-two classes, just mm-hmm. Binky yeah. and me and Donna. Okay. And um, I also played drums. And my wrists were so tight yeah. that I couldn't do down dog oh. um, 
for very long. I couldn't do, you know, any of the cat cow stuff for very long. I would have to do all of that against the wall. Oh, okay. Until my wrists became stronger and more limber. Um, and, and, but I loved it. And so from, from around that point, I started incorporating yoga into, uh, what became a weekly practice. And then after Carmen was born, I, I found a studio near where I lived mm-hmm. and I started practicing every day. Do you remember yeah. what studio this was? It was called Anahata. It was in BF. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Some of the, these schools, I, I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. these names. Uh, eh, mga binky. Uh, That's binky when I, parang I was starting to like, hey, what's this? <laughs> I know Binky because he's, Old a, man she's a trainer of uh, other teachers. Yes. 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 Yeah. So she did, I did my teacher training with Binky. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. For, for the sake of our listeners who don't know, so Donna is the wife of. David, or you can say that David is the wife of Donna, but yeah. they're partners in life. <laughs> and then Carmen is their daughter. And uh, I met David through Donna because Donna uh, taught a yoga for life class. Yes. Our first ever yin class was mm-hmm. with Donna. So oh, back in the yes. old Echo Yoga Shala in Perea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how we met. David and Donna also used to teach for Beyond. Yes. yes. When BHS, and then at some point they taught. Some events in Quezon City would. Donna like especially. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but yes, I, I remember doing that. Yeah. But uh, you were mentioning before we before uh, we started the recording that um, you don't teach as much now. Yeah, I don't teach yoga as much now. Yeah. Um, uh, so I have a I, 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 my job is in education. Okay. Right? Yeah. And it's a it's a full time job. Yeah. And it takes a lot of my time. Yeah. And often into the evenings yeah. and so I had to uh, Let go. face the choice of either yeah. developing a practice yeah. or teach yeah. right often the time that I would yeah. dedicate to teaching would be taken away from my practice time yeah. and so I, I opted to yeah. continue my practice mm-hmm. you have to yeah I must say you're hiding your day job really well because I, don't know. <laughs> I didn't know you had a, like a full time day job I thought you had a yeah. Like you have a school. But yeah, you have a school. We know you have a school. What do you do in the school? So I'm deputy exactly. head of school. Okay. So I, I'm very it's involved. A it's a really <laughs> full-time job. Yes. Right. And then I also teach. Okay. I teach... Um, ah, I yeah. see. I teach accounting, economics. Okay. That kind of stuff. But before, you used to teach yoga uh, a lot. With Beyond. Oh, yeah. So the only time I had a real um, schedule, like schedule yeah. was yeah. with Beyond Yoga okay. when it first started. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then in Makati anyway. BHS. Beach, uh, sorry, yeah. BHS. Yeah. And then when uh, I remember you also did a yoga for life class with us. Yeah. Ah, the the new Echo Yoga <laughs> here in um, Kalayan. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And then you have a you have a, a very personalized way <laughs> of teaching asana, uh, yeah. which taps into. You know, a lot of natural, you know, listening to your body a lot. Yes. Like, well, this I comes, remember that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for saying that. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly what I tried to yeah. um, evoke. Yeah. And that really comes from what I learned through Binky. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Binky Mendoza was my teacher. And she, her practice is very much inspired by Donna Ferry and mm-hmm. by Bonnie Bainbridge Cohen. Yeah. Okay. Right? So body-mind centering and mm-hmm. developmental movement patterns. And um, so that was incorporated into our teacher training, mm-hmm. and I just completely fell in love with it. What year did you train, by the way? I'm gonna say. <laughs> with a, I mean. Twenty ten ish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe twenty. Maybe twenty eleven. It was quite extensive, right? Like uh, you took like a few months. It was like, a seven month course, seven months, but it was. Yeah. Um, Very old school. Every method, other weekend. Yeah. And ah. Then, okay. Okay. Um, there were there weren't very many of us. Yeah. Um, and. It was, that's that's actually how I got turned on to um, animal movements as well, yeah. which is why eventually I ended up following, yeah. uh, pursuing this animal flow, yeah. right? So, develop, developmental movement patterns it, it basically is the is based around this idea yeah. that the body, from our own development mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. womb, yeah, through to how we behave as you know fully formed adults, um, basically mimics. Um, the development of life, you know, from a single cell, expanding into into you know two cells, and then going into this like pre-spinal kind mm-hmm. of organism, yeah. Yeah. right? And then mm-hmm. 
and then a simple spine and even having a tail right when we're yeah, in the womb yeah. right and that goes away and then and then we start to crawl so where we have our basic um, quadrupedal movement yeah. right and then so first it's homolateral yeah. yeah and then contralateral yeah right yeah yeah at the time when you were teaching us that style it was fairly new probably even controversial because this was not a long time ago this is like 2000 15 yeah, not that long 16, ago. Yeah. Where it was very, you know, about form, about, you know, the look, the shape of the asana more than the the feeling. But mm, now we see true. a lot of shift away from that, you know, yeah. that aesthetic and more into this more natural. Individual. Yeah. 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 Which is great. I have to mention another teacher that was really important to me, and that's Shai Misa. Okay. So, um, I, when I when Donna and I started um, dating at first, you know, uh, she introduced me to her yoga teacher, Shai okay. Misa, and Shai's from the tradition of uh, Angela Farmer and Victor Van Kooten. Okay. Um, which is also those are the teachers that Donna is training with now. Yeah. yeah. Right, and they so they have a very interesting story. So they were both really major, I suppose, in the Iyengar okay. uh, tradition. Yeah, yeah. And then. They broke away from it, mm-hmm. and their whole approach became not about the end point of the asana, but moving into the asana. Okay. Yes. Right. And so, and so that, Don and I, of course, discussing and practicing at home, and yeah. with Shai as our teacher, they would they might spend an entire hour just doing cobra. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Just feeling it and yeah. just really coming into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The focus is coming into the movement, and. Um, and so yeah. yeah, and so it, I I I feel like um, so many, uh, so much of how I was I learned about yoga was through pictures, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, mm. when I started doing my own home practice as, as well. I did some ashtanga, and then I would get that. Um, I think it was David Svensson or Richard Freeman. I can't remember which one it was, but you know yeah. his his guide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of, yeah. of you know the ashtanga no, poses. And the focus is to get to those points, yeah. Yeah. right? The single point. There's mm-hmm. an ideal shape that you have yeah. to get to. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it, it became less about how do you get into that, right? And, mm-hmm. how, what's, and, and that's actually where the magic is. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because I'm never going to look exactly like him. No. Yeah. You know, I have a different body with different bones, mm. you know. Um, but what's important is the integrity of the movement towards. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's actually what I, you know, we're gonna talk, we'll talk more about animal flow later on, but that's one of the things I like about it is that yeah. it's not specific based on an end point. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's based on movement. Yeah. 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 I and think it's nice the shift we've gone from, you know, this aesthetic mm-hmm. goal that we've yeah. had. Because even like when it was new, it, it would always be very frustrating. Mm-hmm. So, like for someone like me who is built a little lopsided so like i have a short leg i have a tilted spine and like there are lots of things happening so you have to really find people who are not going to ostracize if your structure is a little bit different Mm -hmm. right and it's nice that there's people especially now but i'm coming out of very outdated Mm -hmm. philosophy when it comes to yoga and it's great that you become aware of your body, mm-hmm. that you have these yeah. conditions, this, mm-hmm. this situation, that, and then you learn how to work with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And use so, it skillfully. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So having all of this uh, <laughs> developments in mind, and you've been saying that uh, you've been doing self-practice ever mm-hmm. since. Yeah. How has your self-practice or home practice changed? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Like, A lot. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I turned 40, I started doing weights. Okay. Right? Because yeah. when, when you turn 40... You start to lose, muscle. Um, yeah, muscle and bone, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Unless you start, unless you do com- uh, complex, yeah, lifts, uh, or compound lifts rather. Mm-hmm. So I started incorporating that into my uh, routine, I yeah. suppose. Um, and then the one thing that never really went away is having a yin approach to okay. certain mm-hmm. things, because um, where I stand now is I I don't even really have massages all that regularly, because mm-hmm. okay. with with the help of yoga and with the yin approach as well. You can. You need it less. Yeah. 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 I can fix whatever tightness I feel I have. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can address it using what I've learned Mm -hmm. um, better than by getting somebody else to manipulate me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Sometimes, of course, it's helpful, but generally, you know uh, best. Unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then, 
Uh, so now I still do something every day, mm-hmm. right? And that something might be yoga, animal flow, mm-hmm. um, or or weights mm-hmm. or calisthenics. So in the last few years, I've also like when I, yeah, when I say weights, yeah, I guess it's really better to say resistance training. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. and that resistance can either be in the form of of um, of weights or it could be uh, pull ups, dips. Yeah. Um, those types of things. Like on your own body resistance. Yeah. Especially when it comes to yoga, right? There's bare, there's no pull. Precisely. There's yeah. no pull. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So that's why I started doing pulls, yeah. uh, pull-ups. I can do everything else in the gym except the pull-up. Yeah. But people <laughs> think I can. When you come up to the gym, then you're like strong and pretty much everything else. Yeah. Yeah. When they ask you to pull, I can't do it for shit. Yeah. <laughs> Zero. I'm sure you could. It's just a little bit of practice. I know. Getting those... Getting yeah. A lot of training, oh. yeah. you know, uh, repetitive motion. But again, exactly. it's about doing it, you know, intelligently yeah. in a way that doesn't hurt ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. Not for the sake of just pulling yourself up, but you know, yeah. something that's, uh, I mean, what would you use it for? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something for me, functional. Maybe functional. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Running away from a dog or something. Although Climbing up a fence. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. These things are important. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, so we're friends in social media as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And there was a time when I was noticing that it's either Donna or you and Donna were not using the word yoga as much. Hmm. Um, and I was wondering, is there a philosophical explanation for this <laughs> absence of yoga no, in Donna's voca- vocabulary? Uh, maybe so you can ask, uh, ask Donna about that. <laughs> How about um, you, like in, in your case? In my case, yoga. So often, yoga and asana become conflated. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we think of, uh, when we say yoga and yoga brand, yes. as it is presented to us, is very much physical. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when I say we're talking about our own practice, for example, one thing that I haven't stopped doing as well is having a meditation practice, mm-hmm. right? And um, it's something also that I've shared with my do- with Donna and I have shared with Carmen. Yeah. So even if it's I short, we do something every evening, you mm-hmm. know. And then we so we do a short meditation and we do a short gratitude practice. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that is yoga as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And. Um, I, you know, I love the tradition of yoga, mm-hmm. but I also love the new directions that are arising in body-mind mm-hmm. uh, awareness, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. somatics, yeah. Mm-hmm. and in um, these other words for what is basically yoga, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes... Uh, so, so sometimes we might I might it's use a, those words instead. Yeah. It's a PR right. problem, I think, ultimately, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm taking an online course also with a teacher who used to be very shape-based then. Mm-hmm. So her name is Alex Crow, hmm. and then so she's all about like reworking the ways we've done it before because it's really not helpful and parang having this constant underpinning of the philosophy because it, it tends to get erased a little bit, yeah. right? Yeah. When it yeah. becomes about the physical way too much. Yeah. Undoing. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. And also, it's exactly it. The, the philosophy is actually gold. I mean, the yeah. philosophy is is beautiful. It's it. You know? <laughs> it, yeah. And um, it's helped me so much in, in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, when times are bad when times are good mm-hmm. and that so when I when I practice at home for example um, it's my home practice is kind of the result also of a weakness I have which is that I am quite competitive okay. <laughs> and so if I'm in a room with others okay. I will tend to show oh, okay. rather than go yeah. deep with okay. it right? that's really so, mature this <laughs> I mean that's but so I have that tendency. Yeah, yeah. And so so practicing at home, especially when nobody else is in the room, it allows me to to go within more. Yeah. Another thing that I like about practicing at home though is I like playing something. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about podcasts and how I love podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so one podcast that I would play a lot is the Ram Das um, mm. podcast. But another thing that I really got into is um, audiobooks. And so I would yeah. practice while playing um, the yoga sutras, mm-hmm. right? 
And so um, just listening to the first book over and over of the Yoga Sutras, yeah. and and it's it's really really been helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, turn that into a class. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you try that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like it's just subliminally. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just there, you know. Because yeah. um, and and <coughs> and my my own personal practice um, can be very. Sometimes it can be very flowy, mm-hmm. but more often, uh, it's almost the same thing every time. Yeah. yeah. Right. So in that way, it's yeah. Uh, so that's why I can't also do it every day because mm-hmm. I'll end up, I'll end up developing, um, bad habits. Not necessarily bad habits, but yeah. Patterns. Patterns. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking of the Sanskrit word for it. This is why I'm embarrassed. Uh, samskara. Also. Samskara, right? You get that? You yes. get that? Samskara. And yeah. any kind of samskara, uh, is too much of it is mm-hmm. not a good thing, yeah. right? And so, so, it's, so it's good also to practice other things, yeah. which is interesting. So, so Ido Portal. So I started getting into um, movement in general, yeah. right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, through development, developmental movement, I started um, exploring primal movement online yeah. to begin mm-hmm. with. And uh, one of the leaders in that space is Ido Portal. Yes. He's been here, right? Really? I know. Really? He's been here a couple of years ago. Really? I miss that. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanna, I'd i love to learn with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that he talks about is the importance of always teaching yourself new things. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so um, because you end up developing uh, more holistically yeah. and you avoid injury that way. Yeah. yeah. So we've been talking about your <laughs> yoga philosophy or movement philosophy so far. Uh, we've been talking about your self practice. We're gonna take a short break, okay. and then we've already uh, talked about animal flow for a bit. Like we mentioned it briefly, very briefly. So we're gonna get into that when we get back from the break. Sounds great. Okay. with David Esteban, uh, we're talking about um, his yoga path, his yoga path, the, the many things that David does. <laughs> Actually, when we were we talked about his school, yeah, <laughs> when we were doing, when we were discussing this podcast, you were thinking, so what should, what title should we put to this <laughs> podcast episode? episode? So we'll let you figure it out later. Oh, I, have, I have one. What is I have it? one. One of my, fr- I, I love Monty Python. Talking about British comedy. And uh, at one point in the meaning of life, yeah. in, the, in the pre-movie to the meaning of life, um, there's this like little throwaway line where a survey has been per- has been done by some corporate entity to like find what the meaning of life is. Yeah. And one of the things that came out is that people should wear more hats. Okay. So that's a long way of saying mm-hmm. the many hats of David Esteban. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for sure. And I think it's nice because. Um, People can get very um, narrow-minded about yoga and yeah. yoga being the only thing and yoga being the, o- yeah. the mm. only way to do mm. things. And I think it's interesting that being in it for so long, you've actually expanded your practice yeah. into stuff that um, connects you a little bit more to the way you understand yeah. yoga now. Yeah, like one of the things, I, I mean, one, I, I love yoga, obviously. And and it's a very personal practice. Yeah. Right. Sure. So a lot of it is inward. A lot of it is about yeah. yourself. How about how you relate with others? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the text doesn't include the, the at least that I've come across. Yeah. Um, they don't seem to focus on that community yeah. aspect. A lot of it yeah. focuses on the personal aspect. Yeah. And another thing that's been a big part of my life yeah. since I was in college um, is improv theater. Oh, okay. This right? one we don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I had no idea this was a happy one. <laughs> the theater yeah. had, okay. Yeah, totally. So okay. I yeah, put up a play in, like, I think it was 1999 or it could wow. have been 2000, uh, which was a, a choose your own adventure. Uh, and at every decision point, you'd play an improv game. Oh, right? okay. And then the audience could choose uh, a direction based on the improv game. Wow. So back then, nobody was doing at least I could I didn't know of anybody doing improv in the Philippines yeah. and so I had a couple of books I read these books and then I taught my little cast and with a group of fantastic people um, this was in Ateneo yeah okay. but it was outside of Ateneo ah okay yeah but yeah the, most of the people were from Ateneo mm-hmm. uh, we, we ended up putting on a show so we did improv and uh, that 
improv, the, the main rule of improv is accept and build. Okay. Right? Okay. And so acceptance is very much a big part of the yoga practice, mm-hmm. right? That's it's accepting true. and getting rid of the maya, getting rid of these illusions and accepting things for what they really are. Yeah. Right? yeah. And what I love about uh, mixing the two things is you end up with, in improv, uh, you have an offer and an acceptance. Okay. Right? So if somebody comes in with a particular character, mm-hmm. right, that is an offer that is made. Yeah. You can you then accept it. You don't have to agree with it. Yeah. Okay. But you accept that person's reality for what mm-hmm. it is. And only then can you build together to create a story, to create yeah. a narrative, right? And so that approach has been super helpful as well. And then I did a course on leadership and learned a lot from it. And the last unit, uh, it, was actually, it was actually a leadership coaching course, ran for a few months. And the last unit was accept and act. And I was like, oh my God, it's improv. It's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> right? But it, 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 it is a very... Um, constructive way mm-hmm. of taking this journey that we're all on yeah. with yoga into yeah. a communal space yeah. I think yeah. how do you feel yeah. about like how do you feel about um, group yoga settings like right everything now is like a public group yoga class yeah. how do you think we can apply some of these things a little bit more you think so I, I during some teacher trainings I was invited to deliver improv yeah as mm. part of the as oh, part of the teacher training okay right uh, with the idea that you can um, whenever you have a student that's an offer yeah right and you have to accept that offer mm-hmm. and you can then build together mm-hmm. right um, it also allows you to um, be creative in a group environment which is yeah. really what's key mm-hmm. uh, there so that's one way you can do it. Yeah. Um, there's so many ways. Um, there's so many ways. Uh, <laughs> to you your c- point. Yeah. <laughs> like when I see, like when you do, uh, I've, I've used this as an, an example in a recent teacher training. Like when you observe your students, like when you have a set sequence in mind, and then you know, mm. after, at the end of the sequence, this is your counterpoint. Right. But your students are doing something else. Right. So do you stick to your, do you stick to your set sequence, or do you accept this offer of these students that you know this maybe is this what is what they need. They need right. Yeah. Exactly right. And and I've, I've been seeing that a lot, and I've been accepting that more and more. Yes. In, in classes today, so mm-hmm. I, I really see that you know how that's exactly how right. that comes into the group class setting. Yeah, which is not to say you don't plan. I mean, exactly. have the plan, no, no, no. but like one of my favorite quotes is by Dwight Eisenhower, uh, you know, famous for being the general of the theater of war for the Allies yeah. uh, when they invaded Normandy and stuff. Plans, ah, planning is everything. Plans are nothing. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. take the time to plan. Come up with the that. contingencies, yeah. right? But once, you know, once the boots are on the beach, yeah. once once things are real, yeah. right. Um, be prepared to let go of whatever plans you've made and work with what's happening. And I think that goes to say a lot about how we can kind of rework our patterns to be able to be a little bit more flexible Mm -hmm. towards other people. I think it says a lot about Mm -hmm. it. Speaking of reworking your patterns, you are now... A certified (laughs) Level 1 Animal animal Flow flow instructor. Yes. 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 And fun stuff. This is something that you do to challenge yourself more, or something that you really enjoy a lot. I enjoy it. You're offering classes in the south right now. Yeah, right right now in the south. Um, at this stage, just follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, Groove the Wanderer, or just David Esteban, and uh, nothing really set in stone. I have classes (laughs) maybe once a week, like Saturday morning or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Animal Flow is really fun. Uh, I think that's what attracted me the most to it. Yeah. yeah. Right, is that it's a fun practice. Yeah. Um, and I got like I was saying, I was really through my studies with Binky in the developmental movement. Mm-hmm. I got into primal movement, and then the pr- most accessible primal movement uh, training that I came across was animal flow. Okay. And it's a it's a it's a good way of teaching it. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Um, Really, what it develops is it's ground based, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it, it develops mobility, 
mm-hmm. right? Which is a combination of you know flexibility and strength. Mm-hmm. Um, but since everything is flowing, there's no real end point to get to. It's, yeah. it's not really alignment based. I mean, there yeah. are certain alignment cues mm-hmm. that are important for the purpose of making sure you're getting the right kind of stretch that you want to get in that in a particular posture, mm-hmm. making sure that you're accessing uh, certain things in your body. But it's not about making sure something looks a particular way. Mm-hmm. And they also really encourage the trainers or the instructors uh, to incorporate their own thing into it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so if you look at it, have you, have you tried Animal Flow? Or I have seen the videos? Yeah. A lot. Yeah, I've seen yeah. a lot of the videos, yeah. So it looks a little bit like breakdancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In slow-mo or yeah. capoeira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or... It looks a little bit like capoeira to me. Exactly. Right? So it's got some of that in it. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's got it's also got some calisthenics in it. It's got some floor-based gymnastics in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really helped my handstand practice. <laughs> so that's kind of okay, fun. Okay, everybody. <laughs> for those. Who just want to have a handstand. Try animal flow. Yes. Animal yeah. flow may be it. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean... It's fun for that. Um, it's just another way of accessing mm-hmm. uh, things. And what I've noticed is that is that some people who have been coming to my class, they tried yoga, and for whatever reason, they, they weren't as into it. Yeah. And I think it, it might be the fact that um, the pace of yoga is, is slow. Yeah. It's right? Slow. And then often because we're doing it as a class, yeah. it all has to be done together. Yeah. Uh, with animal flow... We'll, we'll teach some things in the class, yeah. but then a lot of it is actually at your own pace. Okay. <laughs> right? So once it's like a Mysore. Mysore. I guess so. I guess so. And then one of the funnest parts of the class is we, where, where we do animal movements. Okay. Right? So yeah. we do um, traveling forms. Oh, and so okay. um, that, that's fun. It's really just like being a kid again. Yeah. Where is this from? Like, where did it start? The teacher's from the States. Okay. Uh, the guy who first. Well, I said, my, my teacher was actually from the UK. Rich Scrivener, but the one who found Animal Flow, okay. this guy named Mike Fitch, he's okay. from somewhere in the States, California, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the people that I was doing training with, uh, we were from, you, ha- you, you already have to be a fitness professional. Or oh, okay. Right? And so there were three of us who had yoga backgrounds. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there, were, there was one in particular who had jujitsu. Okay. Uh, he's a jiu-jitsu coach mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of movements in Animal Flow again that, similar. that are similar to jiu-jitsu yeah. um, but a lot were, were fitness trainers and okay. we're really um, more into one-on-one yeah. um, coaching as well because okay. you can work that into anything yeah. Okay. yeah yeah and how long would a usual session last doing an hour and a half okay oh that's yeah. a long time I thought it would be like yeah. an hour an hour but there I suppose you could but I okay. I mean I'm, I'm happy to take the time yeah uh, but, uh, but I, it's not the kind of thing that you need to do every day okay. so the way I see it is that animal flow is in addition to whatever your, your ah, existing practices okay. or your existing regime regiment yeah. is right um, and it, the whole thing of it is actually fun okay. right so there, there are certain parts of a, of a class and so the first part you got your wrists mm. nice and limber mm-hmm. um, and then and then you look at your um, you, you do these particular stretches Right, which are active stretches, and then we have these traveling forms, okay. and that's 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 Moving super fun, like exactly, yeah. and um, and then we do the flows, okay. right? So so generally speaking, those are the stages of a typical class, mm-hmm. and um, and you you will be active, mm-hmm. right? You will be yeah. active. I can see that in the videos. It looks yeah. tiring. It looks really really <laughs> like hard. A few, like a very fast vinyasa flow. With some flips and, and <laughs> so has your home doing... practice like, m- is your home practice like now like a mishmash of, yeah, traditional yoga, animal flow, and then like some form of yin in it. Yeah, depends. Yeah, right. Every day is different. Okay. And so uh, I pro- I usually have one day in the week where it's just, it's just like either yin. Or like even yoga nidra, <laughs> you know, just. <laughs> I'd sign up for that. <laughs> right, just, just lie down and just in a particular pose and just yeah. ah, yeah. you know. Um, and then other days, um, I, I might I might do a few, you know, traditional vinyasas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one day I might just like focus on different ways of, do, of inversions, you know, like looking at um, pinchas, handstands, yeah. headstands, mm. whatever, just yeah. feeling how the core works mm-hmm. in those positions. Yeah. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, pinchas, there was a time when people thought that um, in order to be able to be successful in, yo- in a yoga practice, you have to have inversions. Yeah. So what's your view? Of inversions, and that you have all of these. Or maybe what's my view of success in yoga? <laughs> right? That's, That's kind of a better question. <laughs> yeah. There are air quotes, by the way. I yeah. have air quotes. Just to defend Ben. <laughs> I know, no, Ben was right. Yeah. Ben was right. Put those air quotes. No, I mean, it, it's always obviously personal, right? Yeah. You, you define success. But mm-hmm. in terms of inversions, I like to do it because it's fun. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I have a goal of being 50 years old and being able to do an yeah. inversion. Yeah. Right, I'm only seven years out. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. okay. so I, I gotta keep on. Uh, I, I want to keep my practice, and that's just a personal goal that at the end yeah. of the day doesn't really mean that much. Yeah, it's true. But it's something that I use to motivate. Yeah, um, to motivate me to, yeah. to have a regular yeah. practice. Um, there are other benefits, mm-hmm. you know, of like you know blood mm-hmm. circulation and all these other things. Um, but at the end of the day, whatever. I mean, we are emotional beings, mm-hmm. right? And so whatever also motivates us from yeah. an emotional perspective is important. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't think, like Donna doesn't, Donna's not huge on any of those types of inversions. Yeah. yeah. And does that mean she's less successful than me as a yeah. yogi? I highly, highly, <laughs> highly <laughs> disagree with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, she's much, but. There's no, there's, there's not, it's not a better or worse type of thing at all. Yeah. But her practice is very mature. Yeah. It's very much individualized and it has yeah. matured beyond what other people expect of you in terms of your practice. Yeah. Yeah. You just happen to want to have Precisely. that inversion and it makes you happy. Yeah. It yeah. makes me happy. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not imposing it on others. No. It's just your own imposition on yourself. <laughs> exactly. So no one else. No and, if, and if I do do it in a class, you know, it's then I imagine people who come to my class are the kind of people who also want to do that kind of a thing. Exactly. Right? That doesn't mean, I mean, we attract. Yeah. We attract. Your tribe. Your tribe. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you also do, you still do drums? I do. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So I still do drum circles. Okay. Uh, and um, so I've been going to a few, I've uh, been lucky enough to go to a few yoga festivals or through the years. And um, music has been coming back more and more, right? Oh, so, so at these different festivals, I've been playing music with um, a group of musicians from the Philippines. We yeah. call ourselves Batalana. Oh. <laughs> so a lot of it's improv based. Yeah. And then we also do, um, we also, I also play with different people like Daphne yeah. or whoever else. And um, a lot of that really is about spontaneous music making, mm-hmm. right? Because it's, again, being in the moment being sensitive yeah. to yeah. what is happening in the yeah. moment and then building something together mm-hmm. and one easy way or the first way that I ever felt that really was through drumming yeah. and okay. through spontaneous music making yeah. and so that's what we share in the mm-hmm. drum circles mm-hmm. yeah your whole life is like a big improv right? <laughs> it's sad it it's, is I'm not even going to say sadly but yeah. I'm, more and more what I'm, rea- what I'm yeah. realizing is that yeah that seems to be um a lesson that keeps coming back to me that I still have to relearn yeah. <laughs> constantly yeah. just to accept and build. So you guys, yeah. you probably have been to Global Mala for those yeah. listeners. Yeah. So David is David and Donna are the ones who lead the big drumming circles. And that's yeah. always a big thing Yeah. Yeah. in Global Mala every year. Yeah. When did you start? The first Global Mala. The very first. Oh, oh first yeah, you, we were like, how many now? Like yeah. 40? Exactly. And there were, it was like, Teachers teaching teachers, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the first one in 2000. This was in um, oh my gosh, power. Blue Leaf. Blue, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The first one. Hindi ba power? Hindi ba here in the Rockwell tent? area. Blue Leaf. No. Ah, no, that was okay. the second. Okay. Yeah, that was, yeah. The second was in the tents. And, yeah. then, so, and then last year, they moved back. Or two, week, two years ago, they went back to Blue Leaf. Back to, to yeah. Blue Leaf. That's, that's right. right. Oh my gosh. Right. So, and yeah. I've, I've seen David perform with his nephews. Yeah. Yes, in, uh, in Pineapple Lab. Lab. Yes. Another improv. Yes. <laughs> Fun thing. Yeah. Another yeah. great improv thing. You're, yeah. So I, I, I saw, I met one of them um, 
Aldo, who does yes. uh, jiu-jitsu. I didn't right. know that he was your... He was teaching with you guys for a yeah, while. Yeah, for, yeah, for a while, in Serenda. So we That's right. They were, they were very successful. Yeah. Yeah, they, were, they had like a huge crowd. They had it to was too out. big. It was too big. Was they like, were too uh, big for we're Serenda. So, we're so sorry, we can only offer you this much of this. We found a, a new space. But I didn't yeah. know that he was one of the nephews that he played. Yeah. He plays as My godson. Yeah. yeah. I'm proud. So, <laughs> like, so David, David is not uh, David is not as young as I thought he is. Uncle Dave. That's what they called you. Yeah. Yeah. Many hats of Uncle Dave. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna pause again for another okay. our, our our last break and for our last um, segment we're gonna have some questions for you. Okay. I'm gonna clear them with Rihanna to make sure that they're okay questions. <laughs> if they are. But I mean, we have like a, you know, a, what's this, a light moment in this podcast where we ask random questions. Not really random because we wrote it down. Oh, <laughs> cool. And then we'll, uh, we'll see. So we'll be back after a very quick break. We've been talking about David and Donna a lot in this podcast, and in this part of the podcast, we ask him how he and Donna met. Here's his story. I was introduced to this one teacher mm-hmm. um, who was doing um, improvisational movement. Okay. And um, it was new. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. Met with her, and it was Donna. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, and there were so many things about, there, we have so many common friends but we had never met until that point. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. And in fact, so the, those days I was um, gigging pretty regularly with a, a band. Okay. We had released an, an album and we were promoting it and stuff like that. And she had just been to a gig yeah. the weekend before. Okay. And oh. she met everybody else in my band. Except, except for me. <laughs> so I had, a, I had a rehearsal the night before. I was going to meet with her with my band. And um, I mentioned, you know, what are you, like, what are you doing tomorrow or whatever? I'm meeting... Uh, Donna to Mac Dare. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, oh, ooh. Uh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> First of all, how do you guys know her? <laughs> and second of all, what, what is this teasing? She was there last night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, but sure enough, it was, you know, so we met. And long story short, we saw each other every day for like, I don't know, the next five, six years. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, wow. I thought you were going to say like next two weeks. Oh, wow. Five, yeah. six years. So Donna was teaching improv movement yeah she yeah. was doing yeah so, so was it yoga yet or it was um no it's really about movement and it's really about um so at that time she had just done a few units of her masters in transpersonal psychology yeah okay. in um what is now the institute for transpersonal psychology back then i, I can't remember the name of the university but now it's called the institute for, Tran- for transpersonal psychology in in san francisco and that was one of the things that mm, it's one of the modalities yeah. that she had studied there and that she still continues to do to this day. And I remember, I was like, what is it exactly? Can you explain it to me, you know? Because I don't, I don't understand it completely. And she goes, well, you know, the body is intelligent. The body tells us things. So, for example, if I were to touch you and she just kind of grazed my arm with her arm and I just froze, right? At this point, I was going through some stuff, and I had grown a full beard. My hair was shagging. Oh wow! I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was literally trying to, uh, you know, communicate like you know I don't want to get close. But she, you know, anyway, she she touched me, and I just like electricity, you know, mm. and uh, and so there, and so that's still, you know, Donna's always been ahead of her time. Yeah. Right. I agree. <laughs> and so what? For example, after shortly after we started seeing each other, we put up a company um, called Green Light Works. Well, she and her partner put it up, and I was I was one of their uh, facilitators, and uh, it was basically going to corporations and teaching yoga yeah. and nutrition practices yeah, yeah. and these things. And now that's what she's doing all around, you know, Asia Asia Pacific. Yeah. She's yeah. in India today, and she's been there. She was there all of last week, and she's going to be there for most of next next yeah. week as well. Yeah. Um, doing something very similar for Human Performance yeah. Institute, and um, and yeah, she's always been ahead of her time. I can't mm-hmm. wait for you to have her on this podcast. <laughs> I can't wait either. I haven't seen Donna in a long time. The last like, time I saw her was um, yeah. Global Mala. We always yeah. just bump into each other like 
hi bye having coffee yeah exactly and then we saw each other in the play and yeah. uh, spotlight yes um, and then we saw you in Global Mala but it's like what really? play in spotlight what of us played it was, was it was the it? one with the light cube what yeah the one it? of um, Kaisa ah. the ju- well, they made the cube ah okay okay, okay okay it was a brilliant play the Jay Cuenca one Jay Cuenca was in it okay yeah. um Oh my gosh. They will get the name. <laughs> it was a really good play. Yeah. yeah. It was about uh, a husband and a wife. A husband and a wife. Yeah. 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 We will get Isn't the name. Episodes right? or something like yeah. that? Is it, but it's, anyway, <laughs> it's really good. But yeah, but that's where we last saw you. And Andre got, was awarded for that, right? They yes. Were, yes. Yes. I think also the, produ- yeah, the yes. production design was uh, awarded for that as well. Mm-hmm. So we can't wait to get Donna on the podcast when she's back here. You've been married for how long? Okay. Uh, it's going <laughs> to be 14 years this year. Oh, wow. And then you have a daughter. We have a daughter. She's 11. She just turned oh, 11 wow. last week. Oh, yeah. so, so baby Carmen. Yeah. Yeah, baby. baby anymore. Exactly. She's really Donna not. Because that's, that's exactly how I see her. Because I've seen yeah. her since she was a kid. Yeah, right? exactly. And then after a while, when I started seeing you guys and then her, she's she's really big on it. She's tall. Yeah. yeah, she's tall. <laughs> That's actually why I started practicing yoga on a daily basis because, I mean, we had Carmen when we were both older and um, so I wasn't very fit in my 20s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was um, a heavy smoker. Yeah. I, um, aside from working, I, I played in a band. and um, But I had this thing in my mind that I was fit because I used to play a lot of basketball and stuff like that. <laughs> and then I realized pretty early on, like, you know, oh my God, Carmen's going to be 11. I'm going to be in my 40s or she's, she's going to be... She's going to want to play ball or whatever, or bike, and I won't be able to keep up. <laughs> you know, so that's actually what started my shift towards being more aware of health. Yeah. Yeah. And so... And yeah. now here you are. You here are you a are. multi-faceted individual. <laughs> doing Multi-hatted. Multi-hatted. <laughs> okay, so let's go into the question. So we're going to run through really quick rapid-fire questions. Okay. Just answer out of the top of your head, okay? Cool. So we have a few here. We have a few. Are you gonna? I'm gonna skip that one. Should I skip that? Yeah, you can skip that <laughs> one. No, no also, I'm intrigued. We will not skip. Okay. <laughs> Since David is intrigued. I really thought this was a joke. Okay, go. <laughs> okay. Um, first question. Favorite yoga pose. Oh gosh, um, that's so many. So hard to say. Um, Okay. You're bad at rapid fire questions. <laughs> yeah, caterpillar. I like caterpillar. The yin. Okay. Thing, caterpillar or like the twists. I love twists. Okay. Yeah. Best meal after yoga. Oh, I take a protein shake, uh, a pea-based protein shake. That's not the. <laughs> that's what I do. I don't want to... <laughs> okay, that's the best for you. Okay. Next, how do you take your coffee? Um, black, unless the milk is really good, in which okay. case a flat white. Okay. Best time for sex. Anytime. <laughs> Remind Carmen not to listen. <laughs> Favorite drink? Uh, water. Sorry. <laughs> no or alcoholic. Ice beer. cold no, beer. No alcohol for you? Uh, rarely. No, okay. Yeah. So water. Water sounds good also. <laughs> uh, least favorite pose. Least favorite pose yeah. is any, any of the Marishanasanas. Especially oh, Marishanasana okay. D. Mm. That one where you're Same. kind of like sticking your toe in weird positions. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Travel the world or eat everything that you like without getting hurt. Uh, see, I'm not a huge eater. I'll travel the world. Okay. I wish I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> I'm a huge eater. <laughs> Why did I choose? I wanted, yeah, eat all the time. But then when I travel, I eat. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Like, kind of for us. Yes. Yeah, what would you be if not a yoga teacher? That's a trick question because, yeah, because you're I, everything. Exactly. <laughs> I'd be a teacher of some sort. I love teaching oh. and I love learning. I love learning. And teaching is the best excuse to keep learning. That is really true. <laughs> First thing you do in the morning. First thing I do in the morning? Mm-hmm. Uh, drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And then a cup of coffee. Okay. And then meditate. And that's not... Those are three things. <laughs> <laughs> He's not good. <laughs> He's not good. <laughs> you don't get a prize, David. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Last question and uh, the very last best piece of advice that you ever received. My dad would always tell me, "Son, you can do everything in life, just not at the same time." Okay. <laughs> and Unless you're you. Are you. 
you are now. You actually lived out that, you know, that, that uh, No, it's nice. You did everything at different times. And now you have multiple hats. <laughs> One exactly. last question, David. Can't wear hats at the same time also. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. One last question. Yeah. What is your teaching philosophy? Wow. Um, accept and build. I'm going to come back to that. It's really accept and build. You got to treat every student as a unique uh, person. And I'm not just talking about yoga, okay? I'm mm-hmm. talking about, you know, I teach everything. everything. Um, they have to believe in what they're trying to learn for their own sake, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah. it's about facilitating their learning. So even when I used to teach yoga, um, at the end of my classes, I'd always say, thank you for letting me guide you in your practice today. Mm-hmm. Always putting it squarely that it's their practice and they have responsibility and control over it. And I'm just a guest. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. I really and love that. For me, that's like the one, my biggest personal takeaway from this uh, episode is that, you know, accept and build philosophy. That's Thank something so that I think everyone who listens to this, especially yeah. we have a lot of teachers who listen as mm-hmm. well. And I think that's something valuable to be taken from someone who's been in the game for like really long time (laughs) as a teacher right not saying you're old but like like, so nicely yeah yeah. (laughs) but i think it's important now we see the value in treating especially in a group class setting Mm. i think it's so valuable to see people as individuals Mm -hmm. and i think everyone will benefit yeah Thank you so much, David, for Thank gracing you, us with yeah. your presence. It was your, so nice having wisdom. you. <laughs> hey, I had so much fun this conversation. This was really, Me too. really fun. Yeah, um, it's so nice to be with you guys again, actually. Yes. I know. Yeah. Um, before we finish the podcast, yes. uh, how do how can people follow you, like or contact you in case they want? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. You can find me on uh, Groove the Wanderer Mm -hmm. or Groove Drum Jams. So those are my two accounts. Um, Really, Groove the Wanderer is the main one. Um, That's that's the best way. I'm also on Facebook. Okay. I think that's personal, so <laughs> you're just like private. I, I'm, I'm, you don't mind. I don't understand the difference. Okay. <laughs> so that will be in our um, link below. Do you have? Do you wanna plug in any of the classes just in case? Yeah. So I have I have animal flow every Saturday morning. Okay. Uh, nine o'clock to ten thirty in Alabang. If you want more details, you have to message me. Okay. Uh, okay. It's about five hundred pesos a class. Okay. okay. Yeah. I love that. So we'll so we'll we'll put the link below. You can message David if you are interested to join his animal flow class every Saturday, nine a.m. That's right. Yeah, and for those of you yoga enthusiasts, I think it's nice to kind of branch out and explore yeah. different kinds of movement. I think yeah. that's smart. Yeah. Yeah, it'll but inform yeah. your practice for sure. For sure. Thank you so much, David, for sharing your time, your wisdom with yes. us. Thank you so much. I for learned a lot. Fun. And um, we'll contact Donna for her. her She's she's excited to do it. I've told her about this. She wishes she could be here. Oh, I'm so excited. uh, We could have her here as well. But we're happy to have you and share your your experience with us. Thank you, David. Thank you, Ben. Yes. And thank you, Rihanna. Thank you. Thank you. So, thanks for watching, everybody. Listening. Oh, sorry. (laughs) You can't watch. (laughs) But thank you for listening, everybody. It would help the podcast a lot if you could rate it a five-star on (laughs) Apple Podcasts. Very specific. Yeah, a five-star would be very much appreciated. It also helps people find the podcast more. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. Until the next episode, this has been Go With The Flow, Yoga Conversations with Ben and Rihanna. I'm Rihanna. And I'm Ben. Namaste. Namaste.